Welcome to the Weight Loss for Fertility podcast. When you're trying to get pregnant, whether naturally or with the help of a fertility doctor, weight loss can better your chances of success. I'm Dr. Stephanie Fine, and I help you do just that. Let's go. Hello, fabulous. If I ask people what is their biggest obstacle to losing weight, very often I'll hear time. I don't have time to lose weight right now. I kind of scratch my head a little bit at this, and you'll know why by the end of the podcast, but I also totally understand. How many of us think it takes too much time to lose weight? Because most of our brains go to I'll have to count calories or macros and figure out an app or a new formula or learn complicated recipe, spends lots of time at the grocery store or in the kitchen, and there goes my Sunday prepping, and I'll have to get up at five in the morning to fit in exercise, and on, 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 on. It's <laughs> exhausting just thinking about that. That list is exhausting. And then we just want a nap. No way do we want to try to lose weight. Forget it. It, it, it. You can feel that. Like if that is where your brain goes, it's like, never mind. But if you listen to episode 60, which is called diet is a four letter word, and it came out just a few weeks ago, you'll know that that is diet mentality talking. Take a listen to that episode to hear more about the culture we grew up in and swim in all the time. And you'll know why those thoughts come. I mean, it's very natural and normal. That's the way we think about it. We think it's the only way to lose weight. Thank goodness it isn't. In fact, what if the way to lose weight that is sustainable and easier actually saves you time? Wouldn't that be amazing? I'm going to show you how that's true, okay? So first, we want to watch out for the all or nothing thinking. We touched on that recently, uh, like episode 59 has some of that in there. We either do everything or nothing at all. When we think of dieting, we think we have to do everything, like that list above. And that's where the alarm for the 5 a.m. comes in. That's where the yo-yo weight gain comes in. That's where the fear of taking too much time comes in. We go from zero to 60, and that means overhauling everything. And there are a couple of problems with that. Number one, you're condemning everything you are doing now. You're judging it as bad or wrong, and that just feels awful. It's mean judgment, and it's just not true. And then two, it's overwhelming to go from zero to 60. And if you want something that lasts forever, we have to feel good about it. We have to think it's possible, that it's doable. So we can't scare ourselves. That won't work. We are going to start simply with one tool that only requires things we already have on hand, our brain and our body. And then we can ease into trying something new. There is no reason to, you know, clean out the pantry. We really can start easily, ease into something, start with one tool. The hunger scale asks us to tune into our body to see if we are physically hungry. And that, I guess, technically that takes some time. That's a question we're asking ourselves. But each tune in takes maybe like five seconds, three seconds, 10 seconds, if you're really going to sort of check in with yourself. And there's no need to change anything else. You don't have to remove all gluten from your kitchen. You don't have to buy special protein powder. Although you certainly can if you love it. If you love that, then by all means do it. There's nothing evil about protein powder. But if you hate protein powder, then there's no reason to start using it. But all we need to start is to tune into the hunger scale. 
Now, here's where we start to see the time savings. When you're tuning into your hunger, you aim to eat when you're hungry and stop when you're satisfied, not full. So you're not feeling hungry, then willing yourself not to be hungry, and then trying to wait so you skip all the breakfast calories and then just eat lunch. Often, you know, if we're trying to cut calories, sometimes we'll think, oh, I'm just going to cut out a whole meal. But if we're hungry and we're denying it, that's where we run into problems. What actually happens is when you do this, your brain starts to really bother you about food. When you get over hungry, your brain starts to chatter. I don't know if you've noticed this, but it sort of is unrelenting. When you don't fuel it when it's hungry, it is going to bug you. So you may not be eating, but your brain is, has a constant refrain of, should we eat now? What about now? What should we eat? When we're going to eat? Where, where should we go? What should we have? Well, you deserve it. You know, like you're doing so well. What should we, we should definitely have something delicious. Where should we go? What should we do? And it's just going on and on and on. And then, and then it gets into, well, I'm hungry now, but we're trying to lose weight. So we have to eat later, but then I'm going to be starving. And oh my goodness. And your, and your brain is just on this constant loop and it's harder to concentrate on what you need to do. So your brain is spending so much time thinking about food. And if we get over hungry, what happens when we finally let ourselves eat? We overeat. That's what happens with the hunger scale. If we go too far negative, we go way too far positive because of the hormones and the reaction that are that we have to being over hungry. So we think we're going to be able to control ourselves, like we'll just get really starving, but we'll only have a little bit of food, but it doesn't work that way. We end up really sort of feeling a little out of control. Over hungry means overeating most of the time. That's just a natural way that we compensate for over hunger. So then we spend a lot of time berating ourselves for overeating. And that dialogue is not very nice. And this is a family show. So I can't use the words that our brains sometimes use when it's beating us up for not getting with the program and eating less, which we made difficult for ourselves by becoming over hungry because we're trying to lose weight in the diet culture that just says restrict or only eat this many calories, you know, all the diet culture things. That is a whole bunch of wasted time. The before and then the sort of out of control, and then the after beating ourselves up. That's a lot of time thinking about food, as opposed to the five or even 10 seconds that we use to check in with ourselves. It's a huge savings right there. So as we practice listening to our bodies and eating when we're just hungry and then stopping easily when we're satisfied, not full, we get to skip all the pressured speech that our brain just goes on and on and on with which not only wastes time, but also is exhausting and depressing. It's really hard to have someone saying mean things to you all the time. It's demotivating. It's, what's the word? It's disappointing. Depressing is, is one that I feel. Like, I, like the image I have is we're hunched over looking down, sad face when someone's berating us. So it's so nice to not have to deal with that. And it's uplifting. We're not even talking about energy, but there's increased energy when we're not berating ourselves. When we've eaten when we're hungry, we're able to stop when we're satisfied so much easier. And then there's we've saved all that time afterwards feeling terrible about what we've done. Because now we've eaten, we feel satisfied, we get to go on with our day. So much better. So as you listen to our hunger cues, it starts to make sense to have food available when we know when we're going to be hungry. And this is this is so important. It's it's not a pressured like I have to eat only this. 
it's you start to notice, oh, I'm hungry at around 10 and I'm going to be in, in the car. So I am going to bring something with me. And the first week that you notice that you may not have things with you, but then you start to realize, oh, this is a pattern. I know I can save myself a whole bunch of time if I just bring this thing, or I know where to get that thing, or if I get, I can have leftovers ready. You just sort of naturally start to figure this stuff out. And then it wasn't like a pressure, you must, you know, you can only have four lettuce leaves. It'll just make sense. And now, now that you're hungry at 10 and no longer at eight, then you don't have to spend a lot of time standing in line at the Starbucks when you weren't even hungry. And we didn't force ourselves to stop going to Starbucks. And we didn't force ourselves to make the perfect breakfast. It sort of naturally occurred as a result of you learning about hunger cues. And because we realize we are definitely hungry when we get home, we decide to order ahead of time from the soup place or the place that has the great roasted chicken. And we figured that out early enough so that there was no time spent debating or getting over hungry. Or so then when we were over hungry, we didn't want to order the whole right side of the menu or pick up supersized fast food because we were over hungry. It just sort of easily comes like, oh, I know I'm going to be hungry because that's what's been happening the last two weeks. So what am I going to have? Now, certainly if you love cooking, oh my gosh, have at it. But if you don't, you don't have to start cooking. You just have to figure out where the food's coming from. There's lots of options. And when we think about it, even a little ahead of time, our brain is happy to think of choices that are really tasty and, you know, a little healthier for us. But when we're over hungry, the supersized fast food is the only thing that makes sense. That's the difference. And then we save the time of beating ourselves up after dinner if we ate something that we didn't plan on eating. That is so major. (laughs) When we're talking about time saving, that to me is the best time saving. It saves not only the time spent in the discomfort with the judgment, but time we freed up to do something fun or relaxing or connecting in the evening. So after we've, if we've overeaten in the evening and now we're sitting and we're physically uncomfortable and we're sort of blaming ourselves, if we don't do that, and we and it's easy not to do that if we are listening to our hunger cues easier, then we can relax or plan to do something with our partner or we can do something fun. And we're comfortable doing it because we're physically comfortable instead of wasting time feeling terrible and physically uncomfortable. When we get our hunger scale dialed in, it's easier to get our food planned for. Not because, again, not because we're forcing ourselves to plan for it, but it just starts to make a whole lot of sense. Like, oh, that's right. I seem to get hungry every time after work. I'm going to plan for something. Now, my very favorite example of this was a, with a woman I worked with years and years and years ago. She lost a lot of weight and she kept it off for, re, for a really long time. And I, I would bet that she has it off now. And she told me that the space freed up in her brain from not having to think about not eating food, restricting food, um, that beating herself up if she didn't do it perfectly and all the rest of that stuff, overeating and everything. When she was free of that, she had so much brain space, she got an MBA a master's degree. Like that's how much brain space she had. I mean, I loved that story. I mean, that is how much time you can free up. Brain space, time not 
being upset with yourself, disappointed with yourself. You can instead use weight loss to get proud of yourself, to do things that you feel proud of. And you can do them when we work with our body, not against it, not punishing it, but asking it what it needs and paying attention, giving it what it needs. When it's hungry, we give it the food that it needs and the food ultimately that feels good in in it. And it will tell you. It will tell you how you feel after this meal versus that meal. And then naturally, it just sort of makes sense to have that meal rather than this meal, right? The one that, that makes the body feel good. Why not feel better? Why not sleep better? And then it's this great cycle that we get into. And none of it was forced. It just makes sense. So what are you going to do with all the time? Are you going to get a master's? (laughs) You may just be able to sleep another hour. I mean, that would be amazing. Or the connecting with friends or family. It's so nice. And we strengthen the relationship with ourselves because we're no longer beating ourselves up. And that feels so much better. And then we're not only are we increasing the trust when we're not beating ourselves up, but we're increasing the trust because our body says, oh, I'm hungry. And we say, oh, I'm going to feed you now. Instead of, no, you're not you're terrible for feeling hungry or anything like that. The the goodwill that goes on between you and yourself is so valuable because that translates into other parts of your life too. So losing weight this way, starting with the hunger scale, ends up giving you time, food obsessive free time to do other things with your life. Doesn't that sound nice? So not only can you lose weight, but you can feel better in your own skin, as you're losing weight and afterwards. Doesn't that sound nice? That's what I help you do. So lose weight with me. If this sounds interesting to you, I absolutely can help you. And it really is like this. Reach me on my website, stephaniefinemd.com or find me on Instagram at stephaniefinemd. I'm sending you so much love and also a knowing that this really works this way. And it doesn't have to feel terrible. And this can last through trying to get pregnant, getting pregnant, after pregnancy, and beyond. It really works. If you follow, share, rate, and review this podcast, you'll be helping it reach others just like you and making their journey with weight loss and fertility just a bit easier. Lighten their load. Share in your groups and social media. Thank you, fabulous.